This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your home life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Set. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly, and you're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And the last three weeks, we've talked all about spring renewal. I was inspired because I'm seeing these daffodils blooming, the crocuses coming up, the blooms on the trees. Spring is a time of renewal, even though just like two weeks ago, I hit that pandemic wall or something completely exhausted and burned out. And we're all going to have those times, right? We're going to hit those moments now more than ever because because one of the things that is the most stressful researchers are finding about this time and one of the things that is making us more susceptible to burnout is this uncertainty about when it's going to end, right? Other times we face slumps, we experience stress, we hit burnout, and we know the minute we cross the deadline, finish the project, take a vacation, see our therapist, whatever it is, there's going to be a mark that's going to help us readjust and re-energize. Well, in the situation we're in, we're not exactly sure what the endpoint is going to be or what it's going to look like. And what psychologists are discovering is that's ratcheting up the stress on us a little bit. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is how to deal with that. I call it a superpower. We're talking about curiosity. And the reason I think it's a superpower is because when I am curious, I'm not worried. I'm not stressed. Instead, I'm engaged in my life a different way. And we're going to get all into that. It's been an interesting week around here. Um, my, my daughter is still in remote schooling. And we hope that's going to change in about a month. My family members are beginning to get vaccinated. I haven't gotten my vaccine yet, but I'm thrilled that I'm going to be able to see my parents more safely for them. That's exciting to me. And I've had a little bit of a like infection going on, like a stuffy nose and that kind of thing. So I haven't felt up to snuff. And yet, at the very same time, I released my fourth book, You Recharged with Mango Publishing, and I'm thrilled about that. And this, one of the reasons this is so exciting to me is, is number one, people have been so generous and so kind. They're buying the book. They're shouting out to me that they love it. They're uh, reviewing the book. They're, I'm getting a lot of positive response. It's called You Recharged, and I hope you like it too. You Recharged, how to beat fatigue mostly, amp up your energy usually, and enjoy life again always. This book came out of a time when I was really stuck in a slump about four years ago. And what I found is that this is evergreen material, meaning it works for 
every time, right? We're going to get stuck in slumps. We're going to have ups and downs. And I've used the practices I write about in the book uh, through the pandemic. And just a couple of weeks ago when I hit the pandemic wall that we're talking about today. And so if you need to recharge, if you're feeling stuck and frustrated and stressed, uh, I guarantee it, this book is is going to leave you feeling a little bit better with, I hope, some valuable practices that you can use right in the middle of everyday life to pick you up a little bit, to support you. Because this stuff has to be practical for me. I'm working full time. I'm writing. I'm podcasting. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I own a house that I've got to take care of. All these things that that you have too, right? So we have to find out. We have to utilize simple practices that give us a lot of bang for our buck. Things that we can do right in the middle of the day that really work. And so that's what You Recharge is about. And that's what this podcast is about. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite things, one of my favorite practices, and one of the most surprising things. Generally, when I talk about curiosity with others, they um, never would have thought of it. They, it's not something they practice regularly. We tend to think of curiosity as a trait, whether curious people or we're not. And, and it's really not about that because we can behave in a curious way in our lives. And when we do, a few things happen. Number one, we have more fun because we're more engaged in our lives. But number two, that engagement is causing to put our energy behind solutions and connections and appreciation and other positive things that can lift us up. So I'll give you an example. When I hit the wall a couple weeks ago, I could not think of anything to cook for dinner other than tacos. Like it's like my brain went blank. I'm tired of cooking. I know I can make tacos. It requires little energy. In fact, it's become coming a family joke because They just expect we're going to eat tacos all the time. Now, I have a lot of support around here. You know, my family pitches in. We do the chores together. We help each other with the shopping and all of this. But I was so physically drained because I was mentally drained. Our mental and physical bodies work together. If you're working really hard at work and you're under a lot of stress at work, your body's going to feel it. If you're out of shape physically and not exercising, your mind is going to feel fatigue earlier, too. So when I was hitting the taco wall and couldn't come up with anything to make for dinner, I just felt frustrated with myself. How hard is it? You know, I've been cooking for ages. How hard is it? And then I got curious and I began asking some questions. I pulled down some old cookbooks. I read the notes in the margins. I began an act of exploration. And what happened in that was I started to relax because I was exploring. I started falling down these rabbit holes and thinking of family dinners we've had or or trips I've taken when I had great food. I began learning and that prompted me to ask questions. Oh, I wonder if I could do this. Oh, I wonder what I could do with these ingredients that I have in the pantry. And I got going again. Now, a lot of times our our challenges are bigger than how many tacos to eat for dinner, right? But it's the same practice that works for everything. When we are curious, we are engaging with novelty and solutions and questions that can help us process, sort through, move through the challenges that are keeping us stuck. 
big fan of curiosity because it's simple to do. You can do it anywhere at any time. It's interesting to me how we tend to overlook this because it really starts with the question. Now, kids are great at this, right? But as we get older, we kind of feel like with all this life experience, we should be the experts. We should be able to come up with the plan or the new idea at work. We should be able to write the magazine article because we've done it for 20 years in my case, right? I should be able to come up with a dinner idea. I've got food in the fridge. I should be able to come up with something. And those shoulds, those should do's put a lot of pressure on us. And that leads to more stress and it's hard to perform. It's hard to feel motivated or productive when we are lumping on ourselves, right? So drop the should do's and start asking questions. Huh, wonder why I don't feel like cooking. I wonder what else my family would enjoy. I wonder if my family has any ideas about, start asking questions and we begin engaging with each other in a different way. One thing about curiosity is when we are actively curious, questioning ideas, asking questions to get to know others better, challenging ourselves to come up with new perspectives, we are happier. Curiosity allows us to engage in the moments of our lives, to invite novelty. It moves us, prompts us to not only experience our feelings, but to process them and learn about ourselves and become reflective. And those things contribute to our happiness, our health, and we become more empathetic. Curiosity is a mechanism that helps us be happier and healthier in our lives. And that's a big thing for me. But here's the other part of this. Curiosity inspires us to learn. And when we're learning, we are expanding in the world. And that means our old mundane routine isn't so old and mundane. We are not bored with the familiarity because we are challenging that routine and asking questions about it and looking at it from different sides and perspectives. And that is energizing and that can help us get unstuck, right? So when I was feeling so burned out a few weeks ago, it wasn't because I had to cook again. It was because I was looking at the world the same old way. When I started to ask him new questions, when I started to move around my house and move into the world in a different way, I began to see things differently. That prompted new questions with my curiosity and that helped me reinvigorate, re-energize a little bit, right? Now, nothing's gonna take us from dull to blissful in a second, but we can move from feeling dull or bored to feeling just a little bit better in that next moment. And when we do, that sets us up for a better moment after that and a better moment after that. And just in a few minutes at a time, we start to build up our good feelings and our energy again. We go from feeling stuck to a little less stuck, and that's enough. That's enough to get us moving, right? So curiosity is a big deal. It can reinvigorate your job. It can reinvigorate your relationships. Curious people, studies have found, uh, tend to be viewed as more interesting and engaging. And they're more apt to reach out to a wider variety of people. So when we are seen as showing interest in others, 
people want to be around that. They're more attracted than us. And that process helps protect us, the curious one, against rejection and negative social experiences. We feel rejection less. We're able to cope with it easier when we tend to be curious because we don't see it as a failure. We see it as, oh, that's just input. Huh, I wonder why I got that reaction. I wonder why that happened. We ask questions, right? Curiosity involves the motivation to experience new things and experiences. So because of that, we tend to be more likely to connect better with others. Curiosity has been shown to strengthen relationships and boost empathy. I'll give you an example. The other night, we have this, uh, this box on our dinner table when we sit down to eat as a family. And in the box are these cards, and each of them have a question. What's a favorite childhood memory? What is the longest trip you've taken on the train? Uh, what food will you never eat again? Things like that, right? And we went around the table, and everybody drew a card and had to answer the question on the card, my daughter, my husband, and I. I heard things that night I've never known about my husband, and I've been with him 20 years. It reinvigorated our relationship because he would answer a question in a way that surprised me, and I would ask the night, really? I didn't know that about you. When did that happen? Or when was that? How did you feel about that? Is that still a challenge now? Whatever it was, it prompted more questions. The same happened with me and my daughter. So we got to know each other differently, right? We began to look at familiar things in a different way, which made us curious to learn more about one another. That feels good. It feels good to have people interested in who we are. But I love knowing these things about what this man is thinking and what my daughter is feeling. I liked learning about that. And it deepened our connection among the three of us that night. It was, it was a really fun thing to do because we surprised each other. And then that's nice, that's curious. The other thing I find about curiosity is when I'm ruminating or obsessing or worrying about something, if I get curious about it, if I notice that and I get curious about it, immediately the worry is gone. So if I'm curious about my daughter and her school, that's different than worrying about my daughter and her school. Worrying keeps me trapped in this negative cycle, ruminating thoughts, some of which are true, some of which aren't, right? Because we go in this cycle and, well, she's never going to get into college if this happens and what's my problem, what's her problem and all this. Or if I'm curious, like, huh, I wonder why she's not motivated to do this. Or I wonder how the teacher's showing up. Or I wonder how I could help her get more out of this class. Or I wonder what's working well. I wonder how she likes to study, so that makes it more effective. When we begin asking questions, we become engaged in the process, we don't worry about it. We're too busy exploring the experience and the solutions. And that's a much more proactive, interesting way to live, I think. So keeping along that line, how do we bring more curiosity into our life? How do we act more curious? Because that's what it really is. It's a behavior. If you don't think of yourself as a curious person, then fake it, right? The quality of the questions we ask influence the quality of our lives. You want a better life? Ask better questions and listen for the answers. That's key because curiosity isn't about just asking the question. It's about taking in the information then that we can use to engage in our lives in a different way, okay? So if you're in 
what you consider to be a boring or dull job. You have to get curious about that. What is making it dull for you? Because somebody else is going to love that job, right? Don't we all know that? Somebody else is going to hate that job. What is it that's making it dull? What is it that would make it more interesting to you? When I had a series of business reports to write, I would take my ukulele out. I'm a terrible player, as you know, but I, I love playing it. When, when I had a series of these business reports to write that had to be done over a certain amount of time, it was hard to focus on. It was a very serious form of writing. So I'd pull my ukulele out on the desk, and after a segment, I'd, when I completed a page or these, these reports, I'd play the ukulele for a few minutes. And the deal was this. Do a page and then work on a segment of a song that I was learning off the Internet. Now, I'm not a good musician, but it was challenging to me. Could I learn a song in these five-minute gaps while I was writing these reports. So I really focused on the reports because I knew on my break time, I was going to get to play the ukulele. And I wondered if this would help. Yes, I got the reports done. I stayed right on track and I learned a new song by the end of end of the day. So what I discovered when I was writing these reports, what was dull to me, what felt dull to me and made it hard for me to focus was I wasn't interested in the topic. And it was a very dry form of writing, and I knew how to do it really well. There, it's something I've done a lot of, and there wasn't a lot of challenge, so it wasn't very interesting to me. But the ukulele is interesting because I don't have anything close to mastery of the ukulele. I know nothing about it, right? So by intermixing the two, I had fun and got the job done. What are some ways that you can add in things during your day that pique your interest, that strike your curiosity and still get the job done. If you're in a dull job, examine those qualities and find ways to pull those qualities into the day. Other ways to ignite curiosity, look for ways to learn new things. So when I take my pandemic workout to the exercise bike in the corner of the room, I plug in a podcast. I used to do this at the gym too. I don't like exercise, but I love listening to the podcast. And I used to get away with listening to a bunch because while I was driving to pick up my daughter at school or to the business meetings or whatever, I'd listen to my podcast on the way, right? But I'm not in the car much now. So I'm missing that time of growth and learning. Well, I just build it into my workout. So even though I don't look like exercise, I do like the podcast and that's what I focus on. I'm going to enjoy a 30 minute show today while I'm on my bike. And that's enough to not only help me stay motivated for my workout, but to really enjoy the time that I get to learn something new. When we are learning new things, more questions come up or we'll be intrigued. I read something the other day about a vacation trip. Now I'm like, huh, need to check out that place. Or I had a special kind of food that came from Brazil and it made me curious about that. Or I read a book, somebody's working with such and such agent. And I'm like, huh, didn't know they represented those books. Need to check that out, right? There are Questions arise all the time. It's a matter of seeing what piques your interest, taking that in, and then acting on that. As part of this, mix it up. You know, I'm a fan of writing and true crime podcasts. But yesterday, I listened to a podcast about music and another one about pop culture, and I was totally into that. Often, we become stuck because we think we've heard it all. We become so familiar with our own lives that we're not really challenged by what we're experiencing. Our work, our routines, our houses, our relationships, we tend to overlook 
the nuances, and that can leave us feeling burned out. Well, invoke curiosity and do something different that you know very little about and see what you think. Instead of judging that experience as good or bad, evaluate that. Get curious. What worked about this? What would I like to do again? What wouldn't I like to do again? What is one thing that worked for me that I might pull into another activity? What is one thing I want to avoid in the future? Why did I like it? Would I recommend it to others? Start asking those questions of yourself as you're going through the process so that you become very present to the experience you're having. And that will inspire more curiosity and more questions to come. Those questions will lead to participation and more new things, more novelty in our life. And that is what helps us deal with our stress and builds happiness and well-being because we become participants in our own lives, right? When I'm cooking dinner all the time, that's kind of how I was feeling. I'm I don't I'm not participating. I just want to get the job done. I just want to get the job done. But that night, I called on the family, we talked things through, we came up with a new plan, we cooked dinner together, and preparing dinner that night when I was so burned out on tacos became just a fun time. I had a glass of wine with my husband, my daughter was out there, we talked about the date. Now, that happens more often than not. We get to do that a few times a week, but I always forget that bringing in that kind of crowdsourcing, that interaction, that connection really enhances my curiosity and engagement and makes a chore a whole lot more fun. So look for ways to recharge the same old things by doing them differently, right? Read a new genre, get curious about what you like in a book or what you don't. I used to just read books. I'd read them. If I didn't like them, I'd just read them anyhow, right? Life is too short for that. So engage with the book. What do you like about it? What is the writer doing that you're really immersed in? What wouldn't you like? What didn't you like? What would you do differently? Okay. What is something I've always wanted to be able to do that I haven't done yet? Okay. I'm going to put that on my list and let's go do that thing. So simply start today. Begin asking yourself some questions. You can get philosophical and lofty, which I do all the time in my contemplation and meditations. Who am I? What is my purpose here? How can I contribute, right? But also take it to the granular level. How can I make today more fun? What can I do while I'm cooking dinner that will make it more interesting to me? How can I connect with my kid or my friend or my partner in a positive way today? And then pay attention to the intuitions, the physical sensations, and feelings you get, the ideas that pop in your head. Our energy and physical and emotional resources are going to fluctuate throughout our life. But we don't have to stay stuck in the low-down moments. By nurturing our curiosity, by practicing it deliberately, we also build greater resilience because curiosity motivates us to explore new ways of coping, surviving, and thriving. Right? Look at how we have adapted during this pandemic as a way of coping. That is driven by our curiosity. Okay, we've never done this before. I wonder how I can get through it. I wonder what I can do with this. I wonder what I can make, how I can create a better experience for me and my family. Simply start. Pose yourself some big questions today and listen to the answers as they arrive to you during the day and then act on one of them to have more fun or to connect more deeply with the people you love 
or to feel better about your experience right now. And let me know what you discover. You can track me down at www.pollycampbell.com or my Facebook community at Polly Campbell Author. Buy the book, You Recharge, where I talk about all kinds of practical ways to get unstuck and revitalized. You can get that at any place books are sold. So check that out. That brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I talk about favorite practices or books or ideas. Today, I, simple. Today is a simple Simply Nifty. This is one of my favorite things to do, especially when I'm in a funk. Go outside for five minutes. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care if it's snowing or pouring down rain. Hello, I live in Oregon. Or sunny, great. I don't care what it is. Go outside for five minutes. Leave your phone inside. Don't have anything with you. No earphones on. And just stand outside. If you want to walk, walk. But if you want to just stand there outside for five minutes, just Do it and take in your environment. Notice how your body feels in the wind. Notice the blooms on the trees and the smell. We have a Daphne plant outside my door and it smells like perfume every evening. I love going out there because when we are in the natural environment, not only does our stress levels drop according to research, but it invokes awe. We become part of this world and we notice it in a different way. And when we feel awe, We become curious about the universe we live in. So go out at night for five minutes and look at the night stars and tell me that doesn't make you marvel and daydream and get curious or go see a spider web in the morning or watch the sunrise come up or the sunset in the evening. But give yourself five minutes just to be present and notice the environment outside. And I bet you, you naturally begin to wonder about the world. And when we're wondering, we're involved in it. We're participating. And we're starting our process of growth and expansion. And when we're growing and learning, when we are intrigued and participating, we are not stuck. We are not burned out. We're alive again. And curiosity can do that for us. When we all ask good questions and participate in the world, when we're all curious, I think we'll live well, do good, and be happy. Electric acid.